0: The Money Moxie series continues on the Biz Women Rock podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, And as you can tell, I have no voice. I have caught whatever my daughter was sick with last week. So I'm going to ask a little bit of forgiveness on the introduction of today's show and make sure that I keep my announcements To very short little snippets and get into it. Okay. So thank you so much for being here. If this is your first time listening to the Biz Women Rock podcast, you are stepping into just one piece of the entire Biz Women Rock community. You can go and become a part of the whole community that exists in a very vibrant Facebook group. And you can do that by going to bizwomenrock.com, go opt in and you'll get a personal invitation from me to join. So without a voice, I am not going to be able to share with you a very cool audio clip of a really awesome resource that I have coming up for you. So instead, I'm just going to tell it to you here. I have been talking for weeks and weeks about the Biz Women Rock Retreat, and as this show goes live, it's happening in like T-minus four days. It's crazy, But here's the thing, I heard from so many of you that you couldn't come, you couldn't make it for whatever reason, either family was in town that weekend, you just could not take the time off to come out to the beautiful beaches of Florida, Um, perhaps you just couldn't actually like swing the ticket and the travel expenses right now. Whatever it was, I heard so much of that and ultimately this from everyone, Oh my God, but it's exactly what I need. So I decided to do something about it. I decided to offer a virtual retreat. It's going to come up on November 29th from noon until 2 p.m. I know two hours may sound like a lot for an online workshop, but it is intense and I promise you every minute will be taken up. In this virtual workshop, I will be going over through every single one of the exercises that we'll be doing at the in-person retreat this weekend. So if you were one of those people who said, oh my God, that retreat sounds awesome, it's exactly what I need, but I can't go, this is what I have for you. It's the Biz Women Rock virtual retreat. To find out more, go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash virtual retreat. Are you a podcaster? Then you are not unfamiliar with how much time podcasting can take, from booking guests to writing a script out, to actually recording the podcast, to post-production, putting it all together, making it sound great, and putting it out there to market. Wouldn't it be great if you could take out the most time-consuming part of that entire equation, the post-production? Just imagine all the things that you could do to move your business forward if you did not have to post-produce your show and you could give it over to somebody who did it better than you did and you could get it out of your to-do list. That is when you call Emerald City Productions. Danny and his team are experts at taking your audio and doing everything they need to on the back end to make you sound good and to make your message super clear. And most importantly, they are clearing your schedule to do the things that you are best at.
1: Uh, My name's Kristen Petrie. Emerald City Productions has been an important contributor to the success of our podcast, and Danny makes it really easy to deliver quality content to our listeners. He is quick, he is detail-oriented, uh, he's very affordable, and he is extremely easy to work with. The sound quality of our show has improved since he's taken over production, and he makes it possible for me to allocate more time to improving our site and our promotions rather than spending hours removing ums and ahs from the shows. We consider Emerald City an invaluable asset, and we are more than a little thrilled to work with them.
0: Outsourcing the production of your podcast may sound scary and expensive, but it's actually not. Danny Osmond and his team at Emerald City Productions are giving you a special offer just because you're part of the Biz Women Rock community. That's right. Your first four episodes can be produced at $15 per episode. And then their regular price is $40 per episode. That is insanely worth your time. So make sure to go to EmeraldCitypro.com forward slash women Rock and get your special deal for being part of the Biz Women Rock community and start being smarter with your time and outsource your production to the professionals today. Today, I'm so excited to keep jumping back into this Money Moxie series. I have heard such an awesome response from you about how much you guys are really appreciating these women who are opening the curtains of their finances, of their business. I mean, how often do we hear this? How often do we do it ourselves? So I'm so honored to be able to bring all these stories to you from these women, and I'm doing it deliberately in a bunch of different verticals that you can identify with, either because you have this type of business or you're thinking about doing this type of business. So I'm hoping it will give you some really honest insights as to how the finances work within these businesses. Now last week I posted in our Facebook group asking you to tell me about the money lessons that you've learned in business and I got some amazing responses and I asked a few of you to call in so you could share about your money lesson. So this next clip coming up is from Sue Markovich who is amazing and she's sharing a couple different money lessons that she got and then we'll go right
1: into the show. Hi, Katie. It's Sue Markovich. I'm the owner of Clear Rock Fitness in Columbus. I just had a big lesson years ago to not give away my work for free. As a personal trainer, a lot of times people would be working with me and then they'd have a, you know, some kind of financial crisis at home or something changed and they'd really want to keep going. And I already had them in with a group. So it felt like, well, I'm not giving away any of my services time wise. They could continue to join until things get better for them, and what I learned was that was never a good thing to do. I would run into them out and about at restaurants and things like that, and I recognized that they were still spending their money. Uh, they had just prioritized it differently, so that was my lesson number one, and that was with personal training. With coaching clients, when I have coached them over the years, life coaching, health coaching, uh, sometimes I will get a call that says, hey, I'm having this crisis. Can I talk to you for 15 minutes? And, as difficult as it was to have that boundary, what I learned to say is "I'd be happy to provide a coaching session. This is how much I charge for a single session um you know, and we can talk by phone or meet in person. But back in the day, I would give them fifteen minutes or meet quickly for coffee, and it turned out I was doing a lot of work um and not getting paid for it so my uh exception to all of this is for uh my seminar that I give uh workshops if I'm asked to speak Uh, sometimes I will do that without getting paid for it because of course I'm going to potentially meet a lot of people possibly sell my books Uh, but even that I have found that even if we charge a little bit even if I charge ten dollars the people that have signed up to come are more likely to come you wouldn't think so you think hey free thing all people are going to rush right in but for me and my clientele I found over the years that if they have a little skin in the game, they're much more uh, likely to show up, and I want them there. So those are the things I learned about uh, money and not giving my work away for free. I uh, hope it helps. Thanks.
0: Aaron Smith is the genius behind the Starters Club. She provides consulting, training, and services for people who are looking to start their businesses and need the actual know-how for all the details about how to start it, and she provides all those services for people who are looking to now grow their businesses. She has become a great friend of mine. She's been on the podcast before. And today I'm bringing her back to be featured on the Money Moxie series to talk about the event that she has created herself. It's called the Entrepreneur's Summit. In this interview, she is very candid about why she even started this event in the first place, in addition to the very busy business that she already runs, a lot of the learning curve that she went through about The ticket prices, about securing sponsors, about um, getting speakers. She gives a lot of amazing, great tips on how to secure phenomenal speakers and how to determine whether you should pay for them and what you should pay for them. And she goes through how to get in front of the sponsors that you want, how to actually make those connections, and how she went about creating an ideal sponsor package. My goal in having this conversation with Erin is that you can see the behind the scenes of what it's really like to run an event as it relates to your business. So if you are thinking about doing it, whether it's a small workshop or whether it's on the scale of Erin's giant national conference, about to be national conference, um, that you can succeed in doing so because you can take all the lessons that she has learned and take those as you're moving forward and building out the events part of your business. Or if you are already running events, if you're already running a conference, she gives some great tips, like insider's tips, on how to do it even more successfully. So let's get going with Erin. Miss Erin Smith, what's going on, girl?
2: Uh, nothing much. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about this.
0: So when I was looking for people to talk about events and the money and the financials and the business of events, um, it just, I mean, the universe lined up and that happened to be the day that I saw you. Um, giving the amazing announcement that Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank is going to be one of your keynote, like the massive keynote speaker at the Entrepreneur Summit that you have. So I was like, oh my God, this is the woman I need to talk to. So um, I've already made sure that everyone knows a little bit about, you know, Starters Club and what your business has been and been doing and how awesome you are. I want to just dive right in and have you share why you started Entrepreneur Summit because it's yours. Why Mm -hmm. did you start that in addition to your business?
2: Well, I'm a little crazy uh, first and foremost, but no, it's actually, so it's a a pretty funny story. Um, I were huge Brendan Burchard fans. My fiance is one of my biggest fans and he was watching a product that we bought from Brendan Burchard called Total, Total Product Blueprint and then there's a whole thing about events. And so JJ came into my office, this wasn't even a year ago, and he goes, I think you need to do an event. And I said, No, 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 that's that's silly. No, you have to understand, I'm the girl who when I got married the first time, I did not have a big wedding because I started looking at like picking out linens and picking out like the little crappy details. And I'm like, Oh, I hate details. I don't wanna like who cares about linens and like this is silly. Like I don't wanna worry about this. So I Literally did not plan a big wedding for that one reason. So when he told me about the event, I said, you know, ah, no, that's a lot of details. And I kind of played a little bit with it. And I saw the details, got sick to my stomach and said, I don't want to do this. Well, I started to research it a little bit and talk to some people. And I said, you know, I could do this. And it's one of those things like when I'm sick to my stomach, but I know I'm going to regret never trying it. I feel like I need it. I I gotta try it, right? So in where I live, I live in Dallas, Texas. There's a lot of events here, but I got sick of flying everywhere to events because um I I wouldn't drive 30 minutes to go to an event in my town, but I'd fly across the country because it's all it was always the same speakers, it was always the same everything. So I said, you know what? Instead of complaining about this, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is and take on an event. Now the initial intent was to make it an extension of the Starters Club, my first brand. But what happened was, as I really started to pull out the details of what I wanted for the summit, where my Starters Club really focuses on those people in the first couple years of their business, the summit focuses on growth. So it's for small to medium-sized businesses uh, looking for ideas on how to scale, how to grow, leadership. And so I said, you know, I need to make it this entire brand in and of itself. And so I did. So basically I had I I, and then I went to JJ really crazy and said, Okay, I'm gonna do this in three months. One of those months being December and Jan like it was like December tenth when I booked my hotel. Oh my god. (laughs) That was so I was like crazy girl. Like I was just like, okay, I had no idea of who I'd asked to sponsor. I didn't even have one idea of a sponsor. I just I said, okay, what's the worst case scenario? I laid out my budget, full disclosure, it was about 40 grand for speakers, hotel, everything, and I said, okay, if no one shows up to this event, and I lose 30, 40 grand, am I okay with it? Can I wake up in the morning and be okay with this? And of course, like humility, like pride would hurt a little bit, but, uh, and of course, I didn't wanna lose 40 grand, it wasn't, you know, but I knew we'd be okay, If but at least I would give it my all, and I'd put together the event that I was okay with putting together, and uh, I went for it, I just figured it out. Like I'm, I'm kind of that person, if you throw all the puzzle pieces down on the table, I'm gonna put the puzzle together. And, I'm, and especially when my back's up against the wall, I'll really hustle. So uh, that was my very first event and it worked out okay. Um, it was funny, uh, I've, I've been spending this month at a lot of Brendan Bouchard events. You can tell I'm like a huge fan of his. Not <laughs> to, I love the guy, but he really talked about aligning with your mission and how everything you do needs to align with, with your mission. And by the time the event was done, I had no alignment with anything. Like I was tired, I was cranky, I, w- I hated people. Uh, didn't have, I mean, I was a bad person, like I was not a good person. And I said, you know, I'm never doing this again. I will never do this again. I did it, I can say I did it, I, I gave it my all, I gave it everything, um, but I'm done. This was way too much work. And this young, it was in the middle of the event, and this mother stood up, this woman I didn't recognize, and she was there with a the young girl, And she said, you know, my daughter really has been begging me to learn more about entrepreneurship. And she wanted to go to an event. That was what she asked for for Christmas. And I saw this event pop up in my news feed. And we brought her here. And then that girl, that young girl, even though she wasn't the ideal client of the event, but that young girl asked some of the best questions of the day. And I saw her talking to one of my friends who's really, really successful. He's got several eight-figure businesses. And when I saw her, it was this moment where I said, This is exactly why you did this, Aaron. Like her life, her life right now, not to like toot my own horn, but her life was forever changed because I decided to take on an event. I just got the idea. So it was at that moment that I said, All right, we're gonna go next year. Like you got to keep trying this. You got to keep doing this. This was your mission. This was your, you know, this is why you did this. And so all the anger and the hate and the <laughs> tiredness that I had just kind of completely went away in that moment. And so that's why there is going
0: to be a year two. Wow. That's a great story.
2: Yeah, it was Man. crazy.
0: So I, knowing that you know a lot more going into year two now, I, that's kind of what I want to focus on as far as some of the um, – uh, you know, how you're going after things and how you're setting it up. But I want to talk a little bit just to get the foundation of the first year, which was in t- early 2016. You said you had a $40,000 budget. How mm-hmm. did how did you end up creating revenue? How did you end up pricing the tickets, for example? How did you know what to price a ticket? <laughs> what did that include? Um, so let's start there and then we'll go into sponsorships.
2: Yeah, so I did... How I priced the ticket was, I like, for example lunch. So I really did want to include lunch in the ticket price, but I, I made the pact with myself. I wouldn't include lunch unless I had a sponsor that paid for it. So I left kind of some options open that they weren't necessarily in the budget, but I would be happy to pay for them if I got someone to cover them. So for like lunch, I didn't include that because I never ended up getting someone a sponsor that size to pay for that. Because if anybody's uh, doesn't know, like lunch in a hotel is like, they serve you gold. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> quadruple, not even quadruple, like a hundred times the price it would normally be. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's ridiculous.
2: Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I had um, I had met someone several years ago, and he talked about how he had um, what was it the sh- uh, the the term champagne um ideas on a beer budget, and they lost fifty grand on their first event Ooh. because um, he like he really just kind of went all crazy. I don't know if I should disclose his name. Maybe you can bleep out his name. Um. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. Sorry. But anyway, he lost 50 grand on his first event. And um, so I was like, okay, okay, how can I learn from him and not getting overzealous on my expectations? And uh, I just, that's where, where my mind was thinking. So for the ticket price, I looked at, okay, my quality speakers, I did bring people in from out of town, I put fresh faces on the stage, it wasn't the same people you're seeing every day. So I at least wanted to be able to cover my costs and then hopefully have the sponsors come in and and help with those costs too. I didn't want to outprice it because a lot of people were very skeptical of this. Like they, I literally, Katie literally got phone calls going, are you this person who's putting on this summit? I'm like, yeah, it's me. They're like, who are you? I
0: said, <laughs> "You're I'm unknown."
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm Aaron Smith. They're like, well, "Who do you work for?" I'm like, "My own business." And they said, "Why are you doing this?" I "Because I saw a need and I wanted to fill it." So a lot of people were very skeptical. Like, "Is this?" And you don't know. Like, "Is this girl legit? Is she going to pull pull through?" I just saw one other person today cancel another event. A lot of people want to do these and they end up canceling. Yeah. So everybody was just kind of sitting in the sidelines watching me. Like, is this girl going to – is she going to pull this off or is she just crazy? And I pulled it off. So this year it's been a little bit easier gaining that momentum. So I didn't – like I said, I didn't want to price myself out of it. But I wanted it at a high enough ticket price. And it was 150 but we had discount codes all it, the- So it ended up being like 117 Okay. Um, I wanted it high enough that I got the serious players in the room because that was really, really important to me. I didn't want – you know, you go to those networking events for entrepreneurs and then you're like, oh my God, this was a waste of time, you know? Right. Um, I didn't want that. I wanted people in that room to meet other players. And, and one of the most things I'm proud of was that when my numbers weren't what I, what I really wanted them to be, uh, I wanted 600, I got about 200. When they weren't where I wanted them to be, you have that dilemma, right? You've got sponsors, you're like, do I fill the room? just to fill the room and reward those people who didn't pay for a ticket. And then, yeah, the sponsors have a lot of people. It looks good, but they've got to go through, like, kind of ten turds to get a good one, right? So do I do that to them, or do I just say, you know what, these are quality people in this room, and I'm going to hold strong, and I'm not going to reward the people who did exactly what I didn't want them to do. So I held strong, and business partnerships were made in that room last year, and I think that's what I'm most proud of.
0: Wow. Okay. So, um, one question that I'm thinking of, you mentioned speakers, how much did, did you have a budget for speakers? I know a lot of people starting events are sort of thinking, Oh, I'll just get my friend over here to come and speak. Did you have a budget for speakers? What on average were you paying for speakers? Did you pay for travel for them? Like what was the speaker package that you ended up having?
2: Yeah. So I paid speaker fees. So one of the things that you want to do for speak, and this is how I judge how I'm going to pay for a speaker. They're all going to have their own fees. And how I do it, whether this is fair or not, I say, okay, if I pay their fee, can I, is their name power enough? Do they have enough clout? Do they have enough good history, right? Or like a track record to attract people for what that's worth. So last year I paid about right around 10 grand each, uh, give or take for my two big keynotes. And then, um, And then the other people were free. Now there's a ton of different ways you can do this. So you can, if somebody's about to publish a book, you've got a little more clout with them because they're gonna be pushing the book and usually a lot more willing to to reduce their fee to promote the book. They want book sales. So you can do like a pre-purchase and say, like Gary Vee was really pushing that last year. I talked to Gary Vee's team and instead of paying a speaker fee, he wanted you to pre-buy books in that amount. So technically you could make that money back because you've got the books that you can sell, right? But they're looking, so you have a little bit more leeway, you know, if they're trying to promote something and get on their stage. So that's how I gauged it was like, okay, I'm going to get a couple my, I didn't want to pay the entire speaker board. That's why I did some people local. And then when you get a big name, some people are willing to waive their fee because they want to say they spoke on the same stage as that big name person. So again, you can have a little bit more leeway. But if you want, you know, be careful, because if you want to stand out from the pack, and this was really, really important to me, I wanted to stand out. So I was willing to put my money where my mouth was and actually hire people to come in. And I did pay travel, too. So that was part of it. Their speaker fee plus travel. That's pretty standard. So for me, I was willing to do that to bring the different names to the stage that hadn't been in Dallas for a while.
0: So, and let's use that as a great way to be able to introduce like your big, awesome, amazing speaker for this year. I think we mentioned it before, Robert Herjavec. How did you end up getting that? Because once you say, okay, sort of can do this budget for speakers, how do you actually go about to get some of those big names that will attract um, other speakers and the attendees?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So one of, so a couple of tricks, try not to go through their speaker agency, because like you'll have like a lot of speaker agencies like and they'll they'll host people. The speaker agencies aren't going to be quite as flexible, okay. So and they're gonna usually um, like as an example, I reached out. So last year I was like, you know, I'm gonna go for Mark Cuban because Mark Cuban is like, uh, you know, this this big name in Dallas. Right. Definitely. So I reached out to the speaker agency, not knowing what I was doing. And they're like, "Yep, yeah, he doesn't really like to speak. So it's 150 grand. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's just a slightly over my budget. Uh, so that one was a wide, you know, little eye opening for me. And there was another person that I reached through. I tried to reach out to her. She sent me to her speaker agency and she ended up losing out on the job because I was a little ticked off because the speaker agency said, okay, her fee is X and she's launching a book. So she's, she wants to talk about this. And I was like, hold on here. If I'm a paying client paying her full price, don't you think I should drive what she talks about? If she wants to use my stage to promote my book, let's negotiate. But it was just a very uh, rude encounter. And so I think if you're, you know, you need to be careful. So if you can try to go directly to them, a lot of times, like Robert has a page right or a, a thing right on his page where you can submit to have him speak. And that's where I went through, you know, niceness goes a really long way. Like I was very kind to his staff, like, you know, please, we, we talk the dates. Um, I didn't negotiate his fee because that's my first impression to Robert Herjavec.
0: Right.
2: And the last thing I want to be is, can you do it for me for free?
0: Right, right, right. So,
2: so I was just very like, and they they looked at my event last year. They wanted to make sure I was legit and that they weren't sending him to some, you know, clown. And you've got to go through approvals of, you know, what I'm submitting and tying his name to. But it was a pretty good experience. If you're having trouble getting in contact, Twitter videos work really great. Like reach out to the person you want to speak at your event and say, hey. And that's what I did with one person. I was like, hey, I'm having a hard time finding how to contact you about speaking can somebody get a hold of me because I really love to have you speak to my event? that works too, so try to go to directly to them as much as you can
0: because you'll idea. get a little more leeway. Great idea. love that lots of good information there, okay, so um, let's now talk about sponsors. How okay. did you and I guess we could talk about this year too um how did you end up getting sponsors? like how did you figure out who to go to? what to ask for, how much money, like what they would get. Like, can you talk a little bit about your, um your approach with creating sponsor packages and then actually how you got sponsors to come on?
2: Yeah. So I didn't know what I was doing. I have a couple of friends who've put on some pretty large events. So I said, Hey guys, can you like just send me over your speaker packet so I can see like what I don't even know what to ask for. So I had about three people that I knew who'd put on, Pretty large scale event. So I had them send over that. And my goal was okay, how can I get as much exposure for these people as I can? And one of the things I pushed for was this isn't just a day of the event thing. I'm going to put out social. We're going to build social. I've got my own brand, plus we're building the Entrepreneur Summit brand. Your stuff is going to go around for a while. This isn't just a day of you meet attendees. So I really pushed that. And okay, so this is kind of a funny story. So I went to a I didn't, this was like Christmas time. I didn't know who I was going to ask. And I went to a Christmas party down the street to a friend, and like a whole bunch of old friends I hadn't seen in a while were there. And this one guy's like, Gosh, you know, this is so amazing. You're putting on the summit. I said, Yeah, thanks. He goes, You should go to the city uh, where I live and where I had the event. He's like, You should go to the city. I bet they'd love to be a part of this. He's like, I work there. Here's a name of somebody. And I said, Really? Like, you really? I had no idea. Because yeah, so he gave me the name. I called and I pursued and pursued and they and they signed on. So that was cool. Wow. Um, yeah. And then it just sort of uh, one thing to do is really target, get a list and target and start to run Facebook ads to the to the like the people who work at the businesses that you want to get in front of. That worked for me, so I started kind of putting together who I might want to go for. And then I had people contacting me about um about sponsoring. So. It, you know, I, I went large, there were a couple, uh, 30 K slots, like, um, you know, and for my first event, probably a little overzealous, but I said, you know what, this is a caliber event I want. I didn't get any of those to sign first round. So, but I put it out there and just said, you know, and again, those were, if I got the 30 K I'd, I'd purchase lunch. So I left, I gave myself some leeway, but, um, yeah, it worked out. I just had, you know, it just kind of started slowly evolving and opening doors and it, I ended up last year, I ended up breaking even. So which I've heard is good for your first event. Of course, I would have loved better. But that's where <laughs> I ended up
0: with. Okay, so let's talk about that. Does that mean that you completely fulfilled that $40,000 budget? Or did you did your budget end up expanding at that point?
2: Um, no, I ended up staying in that that budget. Okay. And so that was good. And then um What happened, like, I'll be honest with you, though. So I never dreamed what an event would do for my reputation and for my other business. So although I broke even, I have landed a ton of money in consulting for my business. So it has more than paid for itself. Like, I never dreamed. I I launched a book last September and thought that would do pretty good. It was like, yeah, pretty good. But the event has like catapulted the consulting side of my business. Wow. So I have like, like I look at it for this year. I'm actually building my team to do more consulting, more like one-on-one work for people, even like agency type work, like running Facebook ads for people and stuff. Right. Uh, And I look at my summit this year as strictly like, I don't need to market it. All I need to do is the event speak on, speak on my own stage, which I'm actually going to do this year. I didn't do it last year speak in my own stage about it, and I'm essentially getting paid to market my business. So people completely look at you in a way that I never dreamed. I never dreamed, like, like, holy crap, this girl is legit type of thing. So it's been pretty cool. Like, so, I can't even tell you the doors that have opened for me because I did the event. So although, it, yes, I fulfilled my 40K budget, um, it's been so beyond worth it in in other ways.
0: Wow. And obviously just has that impact because of the experience that everyone had and how they now see you, you know, and what you're doing. Aaron, what would you say is like as you're going into getting the 2017 event going um and really like blowing the doors out for this event, what do you say is like one of the biggest lessons that you learned whether it was a painful lesson or not? from the prior year that is you're really seeing like you've decided like this is now a strength of mine or this is where I'm really moving this needle forward because of what I learned this past year?
2: I think the biggest lesson learned was the the impact it had on my reputation and on my business. So for me, you know, Robert put, putting on Robert's definitely a stretch. Like, you know, again, I did worst case scenario. But there are, and there are people who told me, they're like, you know, that's I mean, straight out you're stupid. I mean, straight out, you're stupid to get him. But I said, you know, I'm so proud of this event right now. Like I can go, you know, like I, I always look at I love John Wooden as a coach. And one of the things he like really taught his players was, listen, don't go to win. Did you do? Did you put it? Did you give it your all? Right. And so for him, I look at this saying I, anybody with like anybody less, I would have kind of just been not as proud of my event. Not to say I wouldn't have been proud, but just less proud. I would have been disappointed in myself because I would have held myself back. Does that make sense? Right. So it's all going to be okay. Like where the first event I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God you know, I'm, I'm flipping proud of this. I'm giddy as like a five-year-old scope. Like I am just like, Oh my gosh, like I see him on my, on my website. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And, and I just feel like, do what you want to do. And the people giving me advice are very successful business people. But they've never put on an event that I've really wanted to attend. So until they do, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm going to do what I want to do. And uh, we'll see. But I think the biggest lesson learned is just do what you want to do and it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Like, I mean, even if something, God forbid, bad happens and I lose everything, you know, whatever, it's going to be okay. And people still are going to look at me and say, you know, Aaron, you gave it your all. And,
0: and that's what I'm most proud of. I love that. Aaron, where can people go to find out more about your event?
2: You can go to entrepreneursummitdallas.com summit, com, and that's where you'll find out uh, all the information and eventually, we're going to take this to a na- national scale, but for now we're we're sticking to Dallas. Nice.
0: Awesome. Listen, you gave so much great information. If you really love this, if this stuck with you, if you were thinking about building out um, particular events to add on to your company or you already do events and you just want to know how to really up the game there, um you know, you I would highly recommend you go to the Entrepreneur Summit in Dallas, go check out how Erin does this. She totally rocks at it. And obviously it's had a massive impact on her business. So Erin, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you sharing your information.
2: Thank you for having me. Happy to share. If people have questions about it, just email me. I'm always happy to answer because, you know, it's still a learning process for me too. So happy to share the knowledge.